All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Um, I actually kind of hit play before I really wanted to, um, but kind of just to put myself, you know, feet to the fire, okay? Um, so the, today's episode, or I guess it could be tonight, I don't know when you, I don't know when you listen to this, but um, it's going to be what, episode 126, uh, I got no Sean with me, um, by the way, this is the Break Started Podcast, I'm uh, Zach Taylor, usually I have my co-host Sean Filson, um, He's, he's going to be busy at work this week, so we kind of just couldn't get our schedules to work out. So you just got me today, and for the next seven days, and if I decide to throw another one, another episode at you. So uh, get over that. Um, but I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to talk about like by myself in this episode. I was a little, um, I was like, oh, I could talk about like trades, but I like to talk about trades with Sean because like, one, he tracks them better than I do, just as far as, like, making note of, like, who moved what and everything. So, credit to him. Um, so, you didn't want to do anything with, like, trades or, like, off-season moves that have happened. Um, and I didn't want to touch on, like, KD scenarios. Um, now that he's getting tossed around, like, he's probably going to get moved, requested the trade with the GM. Um, just for the fact that, like, we kind of have an idea of something we want to do, like, in in the aftermath of that trade. Um, if if and when it does happen. Um, so I kind of just was in like a little blank area and didn't know what I want to talk about. But um, by this point, you probably have already seen the title. Honestly, maybe I won't even put in the title what I'm going to talk about, just so you have, don't know at this point. So you've listened to me talk for <laughs> a minute and a half, and you have no idea what you're listening about. So I appreciate that if you if you have made it this far. Um, but yeah, I'm actually just going to go through my spreadsheet. If, you, if you've like been listening to a more than like two episodes, you know that I have like a spreadsheet. It basically has like all of uh, NBA teams' names, and then I just have like a, a, a column for every episode we do. And kind of like if I talk about a team in the episode based on the topic, I usually that's where I put my notes so I can just keep them organized. Um, but on top of that, I usually try to like highlight things that I really want to talk about or I want to go back and look at later on. I feel like reflecting on some of your notes, whether it's in uh, school or it's in your job or it's in, as, as I say, the podcast is my job. Um, I think it's important. Um, but one thing that I do on top of that is I highlight some boxes in red, which I either think are like hot takes or they could be something that I think could like change the landscape of the league. And that could be like a trade that could be like, Oh, I think, uh, I think I, when we go through it, I'm sure I'll find it again. I think I said something about, like, could three-point shooting be valued less in the upcoming seasons because we've seen such a peak to where, like, it kind of can't go any higher. Like, we all already know three-point shooting is, is valuable. Um, and defense is starting to scheme to it, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure I'll find that one again. Um, that's just one that's coming off the top of my head that I know that I highlighted for. Um, haven't decided yet if I want to go team by team or if I want to go chronological. I think I'm going to go chronological. Um, so I'll just kind of be jumping around. If there's pauses in here, I'm sorry. Um, again, I'm kind of just by myself and going completely off the rip on this. Um, also want to kind of like keep myself accountable. So if I say something stupid and I think it's a hot take and I'm putting it on here, like obviously it's a hot take. I don't like, I don't expect to hit, you know, seven out of 10 of these, but if I hit like two or three and those two or three have a 10 to one odds, I mean, I'm way profitable. That's all I'm saying. Um, and obviously they're not all bets, but same same mindset you need to keep come with these um so actually the first one so i actually started this i started this spreadsheet the first week of the regular season this past year episode 90 so holy cow we are almost what 30 36 episodes in since then wow um i usually don't track very hard on my spreadsheet um that's what i'm kind of planning to do i, I haven't tracked very hard in the off season like after the playoffs um and i wasn't really trying to be too hot ticky during the playoffs um 
so it's going to be mostly regular season, but if I have something at the end, like, you'll just hear it. Um, I also apologize. I kind of have hiccups, so <laughs> I'm sorry it's been four minutes and I'm just all over the place, but we're about to get started. So, uh, my first one was in episode 91. It was for the Memphis Grizzlies. I said, John Morant still has something to prove before he can be considered in the all-star category of players. Wow. Bing bong. That was a big old L, first of all. But I don't know if I really consider that wrong, in my opinion. I think that was more of just like, it was literally like week two, or I guess we've only seen, we'd only seen one week of the NBA season. And I think John Morant was already being kind of put in that like, uh, most improved player or like he's, oh yeah, he's already a guaranteed all-star. And like, that was more of me just putting out there like, okay, I know we all like really think he's athletic and I know we all kind of see the upside in the age and like how his uh, career trajectory could flow. But I just, I wanted to be proven and good Lord, John Morant, you proved me wrong. So, or didn't even prove me wrong. You proved yourself that you are an all-star caliber guard. So love that. Um, my next one was episode 93. Um, and I'm not going to get the titles of episodes. If you want to scroll back and try and listen to whatever I said, that's fine. But I'm sure this is probably the easiest way to hear all of them. Um, in episode 93 about the Phoenix Suns, I said, are the Suns hoping Aiton balls out this season or plays bad? And I put a little question mark, exclamation point, ha 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 ha, like a bunch of HAs. Um, yeah, I, they really did make him prove it and. I think he's going to get moved. Um, it might be, you know, the little sign and trade and they try and get something back for him. I just, I feel like I kind of got burned with Aiton last season because I wanted last season to be Aiton's breakout and we kind of didn't get to see it. And then this season, we kind of just saw the same thing again. So it was gonna, like, don't get me wrong. He is no doubt a starting caliber center in the NBA. I will give him that. I can never take that away from him, or at least for now. Um, but I don't know if he's in that echelon of centers where in my head, I think there's a big, big like tier break, you could say, between like the top. Obviously, there's a, there's a break between like the top three, which is like Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, if you want to count Giannis as a center or whatever, or like Cat or something like that. There's a big break between like those like three like superstars. And then there's like the eight or nine that are like difference making where it's like Rudy Gobert, Cat, um, Holy cow, I can't think of a single center off the top of my head right now. Uh, I, I kind of put Jaron Jackson up there with because of his, his athleticism being like a mismatch. Um, and then after that, you just have a starting caliber center. You got Clint Capella and you got, you know, somewhere in there, obviously at the bottom, you got like Dwayne Dedman, JaVale McGee. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, there's not a big gap between like JaVale McGee and your team's probably center. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, is there a big difference between like Dwight Powell and JaVale McGee? Eh, it's it's probably cutting the cutting the margin right there. I don't I don't know if that's a lot. Um, let's go into the next one. I'm gonna give you guys a little background music while I scroll, just so you're not sitting in silence with me. Um, the next one. So staying in the West again. Um, I had the Portland Trailblazers on episode 96. Oh, this was five things. This was actually one of my favorite episodes. Um. In episode 96, I had the Portland Trailblazers, and I said, without Dame, is this team better than the Clippers? And that was the Clippers without PG and without Kawhi. <laughs> um, just real quick, let me pull up the standings, because uh, I, if I remember correctly, uh, Trailblazers were pretty bad. Um, let me pull it up. NBA standings. I just want to see the, their exact win-loss, see how far away they were. 
That's the biggest thing that I want to see. Okay, so we had Portland. Oh, dang, I thought Portland got 30. Okay, Portland got 27 wins, um, and the Clippers got 42, which, honestly, great season. The Clippers very drastically outperformed um, what they were projected, but, uh, yeah, they were worse than the Clippers. Um, so I'm going to take the little notch. I'm not trying to be right with all these, honestly. I am kind of just want to, like, talk through them again. Um, okay, so we got in episode 90, I actually had two. So this might be kind of fun. Um, in episode 98, I said, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I said, this team has made it out of the LeBron aftermath. Um, and then I said, for Garland and Mobley to prove to you that they can be the centerpieces. Like, that was my, like, arrow, and it's like, that's what needs to happen next. Um, which, I think the first part was correct. I think they're done with the LeBron thing. Like, you're you're done with the whole, like, reminiscing on it. That it's it, There's a far enough gap between y'all winning a championship, going to the finals for, or for those, like, four years in a row, to now, like, all that very dark time. And then now you're kind of in this, like, complete rebuild. You got a good guard, good center. Jared Allen's looking promising. Like, I kind of like their draft. Like, I mean, I... I I'm confident, and I think we did get to see Garland and Mobley prove themselves, and I do think they were prove, they did prove themselves as centerpieces. Um, now, I think later on I'd talk about my Colin Sexton hate, but um, for now, we'll move on from that one. Um, then we got uh, same episode, episode 98, for the Philadelphia 76ers. I said, Sean and I were right in all caps, four exclamation points, and I, and it says, um, should have picked Simmons, uh, 15 and 14 is what, is what the record was at that point, I guess. Um, wish they could get full value for Simmons. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they did get hardened. So, I mean, it was pretty good value from Simmons. Uh, I, they actually did get a lot more for Simmons than I kind of thought they were going to. I kind of thought they were going to get some like chump change. Um, but from that 15 and 14 record, they then go to finish the season at 51 and 31 tied for second best record in the East. Um, so big, big credit to the 76ers for turning it around, but eh, I mean, it, it was just kind of weird because like up until this point, like me and Sean both have kind of like thought like you build around Simmons Embiid is probably worth more, but building around Simmons is so much easier just for positional, play style-wise, everything. He's probably – because you can play him at center if you want to. You can play Simmons at center. Like, Well, what we thought Simmons was. We haven't seen him play since then. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go to the next one. I don't need to ramble on about that. Uh, the very next episode, in episode 99, uh, I said for the, the Phoenix Suns. So this is my second one for the Suns already, and we're maybe 30 games into the season, maybe 32-ish, something like that. Um, I said – does McCall Bridges have the Jalen Brown ceiling? Question mark. Um, can he take that larger playmaking role? Well, actually, we we got to see uh, stints where Booker was out, and we got to see stints where Chris Paul was out. And I actually do think McCall Bridges did step up into that like secondary ball handler role. Secondary ball handler role. Wow, that one kind of hurt. Um, and I was actually really impressed. Um, he's actually stepped into this like this playmaking talent i mean i i want to take it away from the guy obviously but i'm saying like when he was coming through the draft it was always just like okay he's gonna be a three and d monster and just progress from that and anything on top of that is is a plus well the three and d monster was like the floor like we saw that week year one day one like nothing else we already knew that and then we saw season two and we're like 
okay, like, he's, he's kind of making some tough middies. Like, he's taking pull-ups. Um, he's taking, like, like uh, oh, my God, what's it, what's it? Like, the uh, the pound dribble, like, stop pull-up. Um, he's, he's taking those. Like, very, very impressive. Um, and then this season, we kind of saw him actually run some pick-and-rolls, take uh, a, a wing-wing pick-and-roll, which is, like, a pretty complex, you know, strategic move for your coach to want to run for you um it takes it takes a lot for your coach to trust you to train in a mismatch onto another wing uh straight up all right let's go to the next one all right in episode 100 for the golden state warriors i said this team looks like this looks like a, a 66 win team i don't know if that will be their schedule what the heck did i just read i don't know if that will be their schedule but strength-wise. Okay, okay, so, you know, terrible note by me. I'm so, sorry I even had to read that out loud. Um, basically just saying visually their team looks like a team that can win 66 wins. All right, let's pull up the standings and see. 64. I mean, pretty close. Uh, or no, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm looking at the Suns. They have 53. Um, so, yeah, way, way weaker. Now, it was kind of taken out of the count of the fact that, like, strength of schedule and how hard their, their games are going to be. So... I would give myself if they were in at like sixty, um, I'd be like I'd count that as a win. Um, but yeah, fifty three. I mean, they did win the finals, um, and we definitely saw a lot of their like role player guys really step up. And I mean, I don't need to stress it enough. Like if you if you watched any of the championship run by then this season, you know they had like seven guys who all could could be starters. So uh, let's go on to the next one. Uh, so this was right around All Star. Actually, sorry, this is All Star predictions. Um, so maybe like a two weeks before all-star, um, yeah, two weeks before all-star. So, so episode 101 for the Grizzlies again. So what is that? The second one I've had for them. Yep. Um, the Grizz for the Grizzlies, I said, this team is going to be a home seed in the West, depending on how strong Jamal Murray comes back. Um, let's see where they got. Obviously they were a home seed. <laughs> 56 wins. I don't even really know if that was like a hot take. I wish I could see what their their record was at that point very easily. Um, but, I mean, I'll just count it as a decent win for that one. Uh, what's up next? Okay, episode 102 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, keep in mind, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers this season might have become, like, my most watched team. And I think I said that in here a few times or throughout the season. I definitely said that. Um... But this note says, I'm officially locked in on the Mobley and Garland future. Garland should get the all-star spot. Well, Garland kind of got represented in all-star, theoretically. Um, I believe he was an injury replacement, but obviously uh, a player favorite. Um, a home, home team kind of guy. They're hosting. He's playing great. He's younger. He should have got the spot. Either way. I'm still so in on, like, their future. I love their, like, core. Um, if they can build anything on this, I would love, and I don't know if it's possible or if, like, there's any way to even, like, steal him from them. But we just mentioned him, and it could be, like, recency bias, and I'm thinking of it. But how amazing would it be if you could put McCall Bridges on this Cavaliers team to where your core is Garland, McCall Bridges, Evan Mobley? Holy shit. Like, like that, uh, like I'm, what? Like, that, that is a crazy quarter thing. That, that feels like a team that you were like, oh, yeah, you just built that in 2K. Okay, whatever. Like, and they're all what? 
under under twenty three, three or four. I want. I don't know how how old McCall Bridges is exactly. Let's see. McCall Bridges is twenty five. Okay, so they'd be twenty five and under. Two of their guys would be twenty three and under. That's fine. Um. All right. Let's go to the next one. Where are we at? So we're on episode one of two. That's what that one was. Uh, nothing in the next one. Sorry, I'm trying to scroll through this while I'm looking. Oh, here, here's a cool one actually. It has nothing to do with uh, hot tag, but um, this was talking about checks. I have a line that just says like NBA draft. Um, and I said, uh, how well does he shoot in a hurried up game? So I was I was interested to see how he shot in the tournament. Um, and then I said for Sohan, uh, interested by his defensive presence. Um, I called him slappy uh, and kind of jumpy. Like he, he just feels like a young defender, which is fine. Um, I feel like he's a natural passer and willing to leave it on the court, which honestly, I'm going to give myself some snaps for that. I think both those are spot on even now. Um, honestly, let me scroll through some of the – all right. I'll, 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 leave the, I'll leave the draft ones. Let's, let's keep going. Um, where are we at? Oh, I got two for this this week. Okay, so – uh, episode 106 for the Cavaliers again. I'm telling you guys, I was so all in on this team this whole season. Uh, I said, uh, it is amazing that Mobley is defending eight shot attempts per game within six feet. And opponents are shooting 14% worse when he defends. I mean, that's not even a hot take. That's just something I definitely wanted to look back on at the end of the season. Um, so, I don't need, I don't need to keep going on the, on the Cavs. Y'all know I love them. Um... So my next one is same episode 106 was for the Indiana Pacers. I said, what if the Pacers think the difference between Sabonis and Miles Turner isn't as big as most fans think? Well, I mean, we kind of we don't really know if that's actually how they feel. Um, we kind of just been like before this point, we had we had heard that like they wanted to move Miles Turner for like three years straight, basically couldn't or two I guess couldn't really get anything for him, so he just kept being on the team. He kind of got hurt in and out for a little bit of it. Um, well, they finally made the move for Sabonis, moved, shipped him out. Um, so I guess that was kind of wrong. Um, I'll call that one kind of neutral. Honestly, I'll take the L for it. it. It was more of just like I. It was more of a question that I wanted to really like have like a deep conversation on with Sean, which we did in the episode. If you want to go back, um, and it was like. What if they just realize that Sabonis is worth four times as much as uh, Miles Turner, but they don't see a big difference between them? It could be a big advantage to try and trade Sabonis, get a big package, you know, someone like Tyrese Halliburton or something. I mean, no, no biggie, no biggie. I mean, that didn't like happen or anything, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to the next one. All right, one hundred seven. Uh, no, I don't want to restart my computer. Sorry. Uh, episode 107. I have one for the Rockets. Jalen Green. I, I, and of course, you got, if you listen to the episode or you have talked to me at all, you know I love Jalen Green. Um, I, I said Jalen Green is going to average 19 points per game next season. Uh, let me pull up what his average was for this season just so I can reference that. Um, so 19 points per game, I believe puts him around like a top 25 ish score. Uh, I don't know if that, that's off, that's off the top of my head. So don't, don't quote me on that, but that feels like about 20, 25 ish for 19 points per game. 
This season, he averaged 17.3. Now, keep in mind, that was really around, like, 15, 14, um, whenever I made this call. But let's pull up NBA.com points per game leaders. Let's see where 19 points per game would be. Uh, Regular season, last season. All right, 19 points per game. Would put him oh 20, 29. Sorry, twenty nine. Um, which I think would be incredible. That basically means he he could be a number one scorer on thirty one of thirty teams. Uh, straight up. I mean, like obviously that's not like one hundred percent correct, but um, I think it would be a big step. I think getting into that tier is kind of big. If he if he's kind of scoring at the level of like a Van Vliet, uh, Miles Bridges. Lamelo would be is like a name that like I feel like holds more weight than his points than his points per game does. That's right there next to Chris Middleton, R.J. Barrett. Most of these guys are like number two scoring options on their team, but being a top thirty scorer theoretically kind of means I mean you're one of if every team had one you'd be one of the number ones. But I I, I digress. I don't need to stay on that very much longer. Uh, let's see what else we got. Dang, I, I stopped making so many hot takes once the season got going for a little bit, huh? Um, okay, here's one that I didn't, I didn't red start, but I gave it like a, a slightly different color just because I didn't want, I didn't want to like harsh on it too much. Um, I said value of three point shooting could taper down a little, but the value of skill at every position will be emphasized. Um, now I think that's a pretty broad topic that I actually, I would actually love to talk to like have. Had like a full conversation with Sean about like a whole episode, um, especially with like this draft having so many like six eight guys. And I mentioned kind of in, in like the pre-draft process where I was like, "What if this like Robert Williams, uh, Jalen Duran, athletic six eight six nine guy with a seven foot five wingspan, something like that? What if that becomes like a surplus in the league?" Um, and I feel like that kind of ties to this a little bit, where like. Not that I think small ball center is going to win out. It could. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's going to become like a bigger gap between a center that cannot move the ball and like handle like a grabbing grabbing a rebound and pushing the floor and one who can. I think there's going to be a more emphasized difference between those two and a more emphasized difference on winning with big men like that versus the emphasis we've seen, like, with just three-point shooting and, like, oh, quantity, 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 you need to shoot as many as you can, you need to shoot as many as you can, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's just something that I would like to, like, progress into more, like, dive a little deeper on. Um, Let's see. Okay, we are definitely tapering down, but that's perfect. You guys are going to actually have a pretty good episode for me, so you're welcome. Uh, up next, we got the Phoenix Suns in episode 112. So, actually, we're getting pretty recent now. Uh, I said... Is it possible that people who shoot a higher free throw percentage also will shoot more cons- uh, consistent from pull-up middies around the free throw line? Now, I've never seen any research done into this kind of stat. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be too hard to look up. I guess you could just look up um, off-the-dribble jumpers between, what, like 9 and... 14 feet, 9 and 14-ish, something like that. I mean, you could probably constrain that down to like 9 to 12 or something like that if you want to really have like heels on the heels on the line or something like that. Um, but I, I would definitely like to see like what the R square is between, which 
Uh, I don't really want to go into a ton of detail on that. R, R squared is basically just like a coefficient that calculates like correlation between variables. Literally just like, okay, what is like the correlation that like if you told me, you know, 50 people's heights, what's the likelihood based on their height I could tell you that like how many points per game they score? I mean like it could – and that one's probably has like very little correlation. But like there's some there's some other ones that actually tie, tie together a lot. Like I think like uh, free throw shooting – to corner corner three point is I know is one that's like super correlated but like really doesn't have a lot to do with each other. Um, sorry about that. Um, but yes, definitely something I need to look into this season. Probably in the off season I might like do like a little deep dive. Maybe the next time I get like an episode by myself again, I might actually do that little um, run a little model on a SAS for that. Um, okay, what else do we have for hot takes slash red marks? Um, I really just have like a yellow one, um, which I guess we can just talk about a little bit. Um, and then I'll probably close this out at a perfect, you know, a sub 30 episode for you guys. Um, who has better, sorry, who has a better all time highlight tape? Jokic, Carmelo Anthony, Joel Embiid, or Isaiah Thomas? Now, this one's kind of hard because the Isaiah Thomas I'm talking about is obviously, you know, a Joe Dumars, Bill Embiid, Pistons, Bad Boys, Isaiah Thomas. Um, but this one's hard because, like, I don't know if we really got the dominance era of Isaiah Thomas like we did from LaMelo. Or, sorry, not LaMelo, sorry. I'm sorry. Like Carmelo, where we just saw him literally being like, um, scoring champ, and then just go nuts so young, and then just always be on bad teams, and, like, we obviously saw him die down a little bit, um, but then, like, I guess, like, Isaiah has, like, all these, like, all these moments that are, like, big because of the moment themselves, like, okay, you, um, what, what is it, like, he, like, rolled his ankle super hard, and basically, it was, like, bleeding in his sock, and then continues to drop, like, 40 points in the finals, like, okay, like, that's kind of huge, okay? But, like, highlight tapes, you don't show that whole thing. You're you're showing, like, an ankle breaker or, like, a poster dunk, which is kind of where I bring in these, like, big men where, like, Jokic, I mean, shoot, we, we've seen this guy win an MVP. Like, I mean, what 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 more do you, like, want? Like, like it's kind of one of those accolades where it's like, okay, that's awesome. But I also think he has a highlight tape that kind of rivals someone like Magic Johnson. Um, obviously, doesn't have the winning to match Magic Johnson to keep the to have like the legacy, I guess you could say. But just on a pure highlight tape sense, like I, I mean, like watching Magic Johnson highlight tapes are just like enjoyable. Like you, you, you just see passes and you're like, oh, you're you're just playing in an era where you're just like too advanced for it. Like you, you can just see it. Um, and I wonder. And this could kind of tie back to that thing that I was just saying to wrap us up. Is um, I, I wonder if Jokic's highlight tapes are going to kind of forecast what this next group of centers that are going to really dominate the league are going to look like. Like, I wonder if Jokic passing, playmaking, vision, all that kind of stuff becomes like the minimum. Like, what happens to the league then? What happens if the minimum that we require centers to do is obviously be big and, you know, guard the other biggest guy, whatever, protect the rim, blah, blah, blah. But let's say the position progresses again. 
and now every center has to pass or every center has to like, you know, have a, I don't want to be too dramatic with it, but like a 17% pos- 17% possession rate, a 20% 20% possession rate. Like, I mean, who, what, who knows? Like, is, is that like a flow that we could see coming with a lot of these? Like, I mean, we're seeing a lot of big guys come in like Chet, Jabari, Paolo, um, I think even Duran a little bit where like, they obviously have the playmaking prowess, but like, do they even have a chance to get to like a level like Jokic? So that, I mean, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to leave you guys on that. Um, if you have any thoughts on this, let me know. I'd love to have a good conversation about it. Um, but yeah, it's going to close it out for the Breakstar podcast. Uh, Zach Taylor here. Uh, I'll catch you guys later.